Hey guys, Happy New Year. We have an extra special Best of 2015 episode put together by Inner Circle member Zach Slater. Uh, he went and did all the hard work of finding all the best bits from the year and putting them together. So huge thanks to Zach. It really means a lot to us. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steve. Welcome to 2015. Yeah. Do we want to do like a the thing like that other podcast we listen to where they come up with a, a phrase for 2015? Oh my gosh. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2015. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Great. <laughs> Happy 52. Yeah, this is our 52nd episode you of 60 to- Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing podcast. Yeah! One year we did it. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Phil. We tried really hard. We tried as hard as we could. To work on uh, to get Matthew, impressions. To get Matthew McConaughey here for our 52nd episode. <laughs> but he was busy. He's super busy making commercials, apparently. Yeah, he said, uh, well, well, well. Don't even try. I'm not even going to try. Oh, come on. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There you go. Uh, I would imagine if Matthew McConaughey was here, though, and we said, Matthew McConaughey, I think he actually is a musician. I think I think probably. he plays guitar and stuff. I guess if he was here, we'd probably say, "Hey, oh, what are you doing here? Why don't you sit down and do a podcast with us?" Yeah, and I'd bring out the microphone, set it up, and be like, "Wow, it's so it's so neat having you here." And we wouldn't talk any trash about him because we'd be so starstruck. But I don't know <laughs> uh, anything to say about him, really. Uh, I would imagine that we would ask him a question like, "So, Matthew McConaughey, like, what? Like, who is your favorite guitar player? Like, who's your guitar hero?" Is he the one who is in True Detectives? And- and he's the one in True Detective. Oh, okay. Well, so, I was watching that mostly for and, Woody Harrelson. And so, and then he would say, "Well, well, guys, my guitar hero is me in ten years." Oh my gosh! That's that's the guitar player that I'm striving to be right now. And I hope that he can look back and say that the journey of guitar playing that took me so many places was worth it. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. What? I don't know. Okay. Should we start over? No. Okay, we won't start over. Why would we start over? No idea. It just felt awkward. You don't really know if you have a good palate until you can figure out what your favorite cheap beer is. Right. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone about beer unless they can tell me what cheap beer is their go-to. Because that you know there has to be that kind of element in your life. I understand what you're saying. But I think it needs to be like, they need to be able to cover both sides. Right. Like if a person, if I say to a person, like, what's your favorite beer? And like, it's, you know, Budweiser or whatever. Right. Right. Like like that's, I guess, an acceptable answer for what's your favorite cheap beer. Right. Right. Um, But not for what's your favorite beer. I'd actually have to think about what my favorite cheap beer is. Probably Tecate. Tecate's nice. Um, I don't drink a ton of cheap beer just because I don't... I drink so intermittently that cheap beer... Like a case of Tecate, like a 30-pack, would be in my fridge for like like three months. Well, that stuff doesn't go bad super fast. What I do is I get like the 30-pack. Right. And I work on it over like two months. Right. And it's like... You know, you can be- make beer batter with it. It's nice to have a couple beers with, you know, your dinner every now and then. And sometimes, honestly, I just don't want to think that hard about what I'm drinking. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to... Pro- we used to see this more in San Diego Craigslist, but you don't 
see it as often. And you definitely, I don't feel like I've ever seen anyone called out like this. No, it's, uh, it's pretty serious stuff. So I'm going to propose that we, there's two paragraphs in here. Which paragraph do you want to read? Uh, I'll read the, the reply. You read the, the guy prefacing what's going on. All right. And the title. So this says Wiener Dog Reply, $475 Homestead. Uh, and it has a picture of like a professional sumo wrestler dude. And he's like about to fight like a five year old sumo wrestler dude. Uh huh. Uh, make, manufacturer, butt sore tough guy. Model name slash number, terroristic threats. Size, dimensions, three apples high. I got this reply from a fine fellow who wanted to lowball me on a speaker cabinet. Apparently, he's upset by my refusal to accept his offer. He not only threatened me, but threatened to shut down a show. Goes by the name Wiener Dog. <laughs> Be careful out there, fellow musicians. This is a real internet tough guy. So I'm going to read, because uh, he, he posted this reply that the guy sent to him. I'm going to read it under... Uh, TV censored. Yeah. Uh, this is uh. This is what's like, the movie? Uh. Well, it's Die Hard. Die I'm, Hard. I'm gonna read it under uh, TV censored Die Hard rules. Okay. So uh, when you hear the words "mother father," you know yeah. that it stands for something else. Yeah. Uh, what about? Are you gonna drop a Mr. Falcon in there? I could do Mr. Falcon. I'll do Mr. Falcon for the first one, or for, or for later on. I'll drop it. It'll be a surprise. All right. Okay, I'm going to try to do a little bit of a voice. Look here, you dumbass mother father. Your band sucks anyway. You're trying to sell a 16-ohm cab for 475 FOH. I'm going to break your jaw when I see you. I'm from Homestead and played with bands you can only dream of. You're done. <laughs> You're you're done, mother father. I'll be seeing you at the Roberto Project. I know the owner real good. Maybe I'll call and cancel you fathers. I can't wait to grab your skinny throat, you master falcon. You're done. <laughs> so, I gotta say, like, I want to see what the rejection letter looked like. Just because, like, okay, I get the aggro. Like, I understand, like, this is a completely insane response. Yeah. But I just want to know, like, what did the guy say? What did the guy say? Like, did he just write? Did he really just write? Like, oh, no, that's that's too low. Or like, did he get? I feel like there's got to be like an agitation here. I feel like there's a level of this that we might understand better if we knew this area, like what Homestead is. So is is this like a super like broish area or what's going on in this place? uh, So, well, that's one of the things that's funny is. Is uh, Brian says, uh, for what it's worth, the Roberto project is actually called the Mr. Roboto project. It's run by a DIY collective, not just one guy. This dude is nuts. So it's not like you can, there's no owner. Right. It's like a bunch of people putting on a, that have a, like a co-op venue, kind of like what we did with the park gallery. We're just enamored with Nam. We're enamored. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That was awful. Hashtag that next year. Remember it? Yeah. Enamored. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Do we want to move straight into ads? Uh, Yeah, let's go straight into ads. I mean, I don't think we could do a show without doing ads. I mean, I know we have enough material to talk about Nam this whole show, but we've got to get into the groove just by doing a couple ads. 
For sure. Yeah. So that's, first, that's ad, our that's our thing. I think if we didn't do any ads, people would be like, "Hey, where's my ads? Where's my ads?" I, I only there's people that I'm sure only listen to our podcast for the ads. That's why we put them up, we put them up front. Yeah. Maybe we should put them at the back of the podcast <laughs> so people have to listen to the whole thing to get to those sweet. No, sweet I ads. think after the I think after the ads, like then they feel sorry for us and listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> No, this is the best podcast there is on the internet. People listen all the way through, and then they listen to it again just to make sure they didn't miss anything, right? Because yep. we're, we're the best. We are. Wait. Um, <laughs> anyway. Let's rant about the music industry. Man, music, music, grumble, kids, grumble. Kids these days. Kids these days just don't know how to write a song that gets stuck in your head. Now all the t- now the Taylor Swift committee is going to come out on the Facebook group and be like, Oh, uh, totally aside. Okay, let's get back to what we're here for. What kind of guitar stuff do you want to talk let's about? Let's talk about Nam. Oh, man. yeah, we went to Nam. So uh, one thing that we did see at a few different booths was uh, the return of TMG. Right. Uh, but I thought that they had their own booth, but what they actually did was they had like half a dozen manufacturers that just had their guitar. So like I right. think... Uh, Keeley had a TMG. Matchless had a TMG. Uh-huh. I want to say JHS had a TMG. I think they did. Uh, there and that's that's off the top of my head. That's all they ha- that was there. I but I know that I'm sure there were more. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the full story with them is currently. There was a lot of controversy with TMG. Uh, a lot of people complaining about uh their business practices and how they were treating customers. Let's talk about it next episode because I actually know. Oh, you actually know. I, I've got a little more insight than I had a week you, ago. You've got the down low. Uh, sort of. Okay. We'll talk uh, about that later then. We'll talk about that on another one. We're back. And we're better than ever? <laughs> Namisode number two. Dose. Dose Namisode. Uh, we don't have new stuff to talk about. Again, we're going to talk more about things from Nam, but we're also going to do two ads because that's what we do. Ads. Ads, ads, ads. Uh, you want to hit the first one, Steve? Some of these Chinese companies, like it was like they didn't really understand what Nam was about. Uh-huh. Because a lot of those booths we would walk by and they would just be empty. Like no one was doing anything. They didn't have anyone like demoing stuff to right. like, bring people in or anything. And they the people who were sent, sitting in there were in like suits and they just looked bored. Yeah. And somebody said Well, they all speak Chinese. Well, no, a lot of them. <laughs> Come on. No one, no uh, one can talk to him. Um, I heard somebody say that he walked that one of the booths had like had like thirty boxes of the same pedals. Is it racist to say to say that all the Chinese mini pedals look the same? No. <laughs> because that's a product. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. Um, <laughs> It was either Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg. It was Snoop Dogg. It was Snoop Dogg. And they spelled his name wrong. They did? Yeah. He, he spells his name in every song. Yeah. D-O-double-G. And they spelled his name D-O-G. Where's the double G? Yeah. Na-na-na-na-na. Yeah, exactly. That's been the hip-hop minute here on 60 Cycle Home, <laughs> the guitar podcast. Well, so the other thing is, I, I don't know if it was the same year. Or the It was within a year, if not the same year. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas performed San Diego Street Scene. Uh-huh. And Fergie Peter Pants. Oh, good. Yeah. Good for her. I guess, like, she couldn't find a bathroom, and so she was like, ah, I'm just going to pee in my pants during the performance. Hey, why something. not? That's what I yeah. do. 
Someone posted this on the Facebook group. Do you remember who? Um, Whoever that is, they're genius. Someone in the Houston area? You know who you are Thank as you, soon as Houston. we start talking about this. It's a modded PV guitar, $70 in Southwest Houston. You want to read the description, Tyak? Dude, I got this guitar. I don't, I don't know how to read. I got this guitar that someone modded to look like an orchestral instrument, which is totally cool for no reason whatsoever. But wait, there's more. You can re- reverse the badass modification and have yourself an electric car shred, electric guitar shredathon. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Am I cool enough to handle this Fender Stratocaster inspired body? <laughs> Subtle keyword placement. <laughs> you, you may not be, but you'll never know until you pick up your phone or computer. You pick up your computer. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pick up my computer and contact him immediately. <laughs> Joey, this guitar is so good. This ad wins like ad of the week <laughs> on Craigslist. Ad of the year. Yeah. That's a freaking like a cello bridge. Yeah. On we should we should start like putting down ads like this, yeah. and we should have like an ad of the year contest and just have a prize. That like at the end of this year, we'll just go to whoever sends us the ins- most insane ad. Oh Dude, man, it's a good idea. Okay, I'm looking at this. This was from Matt Severson. Oh, thanks, Matt. Matt, you're excellent. There's so many things just horrible about this. Not only the fact that there's a giant cello bridge with blue tape like holding the pickup <laughs> on, stuck on a PV like strap copy. Okay, but, let me describe. Let me. Tyak is having a mental breakdown I over can't here. Even, uh, it is, you know, a black and white uh, PV guitar made to look like a, your, your classic Strat. Does anyone have a cello bridge? I'm going to try this. Uh, and, <laughs> the, and like he said it a couple of times, there's like a wood cello bridge attached to this thing. But cellos are only four string. This thing is accommodating six strings. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's so janky on there. Blue tape. There's like strings on it. I think that's the cables for the, the piezo think, yeah, that's the pickup. pickup. Yep. Uh, and... This thing is not playable. How big of a because sh- with a cello, how big of a shim do you have to put on this to make it playable? I know with well, a cello, it looks that, like it's regular electric guitar strings. Yeah, probably. And so there's no, but the fretboard on the cello is like slanted to go. Yeah, with the exactly. That's strings. that's why you need a shim, dude. Yeah, th- there's no shim on the planet that'll fix this. And the thing is, it's like if you tune this up to any reasonable pitch. Oh. You're going to have so much pressure on the neck. It's just going to snap this thing off. Oh, my off. God. Yeah, because it's pulling it it's, from It's like the, the, the fulcrum factor. It's, yeah. it's raised up like five inches. I can't even. <laughs> Guys, shims. Shim heads. Like you, 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 and you, only need like shim a, you only need like a four-inch shim. No. Four-inch no, shim no, like you, six-inch screws. No, look how long. It, you need like probably a six-inch block I've of wood. I've solved it. Don't shim the neck. Build a uh, like just a wedge, a piece of wood wedge that can work as like a neck that you right. just pop I'm in place. I'm surprised it's not just like a skateboard jammed in there. There's really, <laughs> honestly, like I have this old skateboard, so I jammed that in there. And you cor- could play it great. And this, a corn dog as the nut. This, <laughs> this has more in common with a diddly bow than it does yeah. with like. Uh, either a cello or a, or a guitar. The so, only notes you're going to be playing on this is what the strings are tuned to because you cannot fret this at all. Uh, what Steve is saying is right. You need to install a, a second fretboard that would be suspended over the other or neck. Or a giant shim. Or to, a skateboard with a corn dog. To play this <laughs> at all. 
I don't know. Effectively, what Dude, they just did here. Get, just get a slide. Whoever Effect- did this, like, do you think you would get better <laughs> tone with a glass slide or a brass this slide? Is like the, this is like oh the guitars gosh. where it's just it's the worst action and it's warped and it's like, great slide guitar. This is the worst guitar ever, but it's a great slide yeah. guitar. Oh, excellent slide guitar. So, effectively, what they did here is they made a completely non functioning cello guitar right and eliminated any electric guitar features this has because you can't the pickups the strings are like six inches away no, from the pickups no. you can't even it's not going to pick anything up that's what they that transducer is for a hybrid guitar that doesn't work either way and they should be punched <laughs> in the face you know what this would be really good for the firewood not uh, shooting arrows shooting and this is a bow. <laughs> it would be great for shooting. Or you could reverse the badass modification and have yourself an electric guitar shred-a-thon. Um, on the, <laughs> probably the worst. I can have that shred-a-thon I've been wanting to have. Oh, I've been just aching for a shred-a-thon. <laughs> I just don't even know who I am anymore. What is a shred-a-thon? Is that where you, sh- you shred as long as you can and people make donations? <laughs> like if you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make donations for you to stop. I'll <laughs> stop this shredathon. If I raise ten thousand oh, dollars, this is Daniel. <laughs> and you are listening to Sixty Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. That was really natural, Steve. It's like you've done that before. Thanks, Steve. Well, you know, I do. Uh, I am like a professional singer. We were literally just talking about Tom DeLonge the other day because we went to Sombreros and uh-huh. what song is it where it's like... My, Josie. Josie. I have about no idea. His girlfriend brings him Mexican food just for fun. And if you go in so yeah, many... Yeah, she likes UL and DHC. There you go. So if you go in so many Sombreros in San Diego, you can very often find like Blink-182 lyrics graffitied on the bathroom walls. And I always think it's hilarious. Uh-huh. Because it's like, it's like, did Sombreros get so cool because of Blink-182? Anyway, I hope that's the reason, because it's not because of their food. <laughs> I like their food. You shut I'm, your I'm mouth, a, Ryan. I'm their food is amazing. See? I'm a, I'm a Cotijan boy, through and through. Okay, hey, fine. Hey, she brought fight. him Mexican food from Sombreros just because. Just because. And I know Cotijan wasn't around the song, when, they, when they wrote and that song. And when I feel like <laughs> giving oh up, like my world is falling down. Oh, my down. God. Kill me. No. I show up at 3 a.m. She stopped watching was, vacation and I hey, see our brandy face. Steve, I was kidding, dude. Oh, my God. Tom DeLonge. I think actually Mark was singing that I song. I feel though. sick. Are you sure they weren't <laughs> they weren't angels on the airwaves? Stop it, Steve. Stop I mean, that's right open now. to interpretation. It depends on your beliefs. But we're not going to get ancient alien here yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if either of these guys listen, but it's possible that they do. Um, Josh says that he listens. Yeah, Robert and Josh. I told him that I don't believe. Him. Hey, Josh. Uh, I'm going to. JHS next week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm flying so out for some goods. This nice. is what we want to know. What's the difference between the Keeley mod and the JHS mod? I'm sure there's differences, but like, and what does one cancel out the other? Yeah, they both describe Probably. themselves as like as being like 808 style mods. So all I'm imagining this is, is a 1616. Oh, yeah. Keely Mod has brown knobs and JHS has green knobs. What this is okay. the situ- this is the situation I'm imagining. Josh, Jay, Jay, Josh, Josh, and Robert fighting out behind the dumpsters no, no, no. at Nam, <laughs> like too. wrestling on the no, ground. This is, this is what I'm imagining. <laughs> this guy sent it all, sent this off to Keeley. He gets it back. He's like, "Oh man, there's a JHS mod too." He sends it to JHS. JHS opens it up and goes, "Yeah, 
all of our mods are done on this already. Let's just slap some knobs and a sticker on it and send it back. <laughs> I've, from what I've seen on Tube Screamer mods, you basically pull one chip and put a different chip. In. Exactly. You're pulling out the the the, op the amp, right? Yeah, they're probably the newer. I'm not sure what the newer ones are running, but I want to say the vintage is the JRC 48. So basically, 45, Josh 58, pulled out maybe? Robert's chip. Put it in one of his pedals to use on his pedal board. He was like, ah, but it's the same chip. It's the same chip. <laughs> it's the same chip. So, it, so it's, I don't know. This guy's probably this an guy, idiot. Why would this uh, get another tube screamer and send it to two companies and have one of each? Don't get your mod reversed. The, the, the craziest thing about this is this is like one of the things we joke about, like with you know, yeah. the Strymon Metal Zone modded by Keeley, modded by JHS. Right. Seriously. What's Let's the, talk about guitars. Sorry, man. I just, I just was, I was telling Mitch this. I don't even know how we got on this. You were talking about Mitch. Mitch no, is, but it started. Mitch is the bassist in my band. So I told Mitch that story. Today. Yeah. I cool. Told, yeah. Anyway. So if, if you ever, ever mentioned this, it was my fault. I'm so sorry. anyway, this is a Gretsch 5420. <laughs> I'm um, back into it. This is. And so Ryan took. Basically, Ryan's engagement pictures with Lauren were a lot like this picture of this yeah. dude in yeah, his guitar. Yeah, blue. Everyone blue. just stopped listening and like, was <laughs> Everyone, like this I, is the point of the podcast. We're, we're like, done. No one. Everyone's cares. like, screw uh, these guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram. I just posted pictures oh, of this of this stupid knife. A week ago, it's a stupid knife. You want to read this guy, Jody? I don't know if I can make it through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> It, uh, it's, it's pretty long. Oh, you know what? There's a second page that I didn't give you. Oh, you, okay. Well, that'll make it tough. Yeah, you read the first page. I'll read the second page. Okay. Pretty good condition. Slightly underrated. I'm surprised you didn't underline that part. <laughs> Original DOD grunge pedal. Very organic sounding <laughs> with lots of bite. Can, really organic sounding? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> the bottom of the pedal is rubber. If it is set up properly, it'll keep at least a dozen pieces of paper from blowing away, <laughs> even next to a window. It is modded. The housing was open, and a unicorn breathed into the casing. I closed it real quick so it to trap some of the unicorn breath inside. Wow, that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> that solidified the mids so they aren't as brittle. It's a little more robust smell now. It once killed a varmint with this pedal. Oh, he did, sorry. Yeah. It'll nail the smells like teen spirit distortion tone, but it's very versatile, so it'll also work to hammer in the nails to hang your Nirvana <laughs> posters with. Makes a mighty fine transparent boost <laughs> when combined with a good boost pedal and bypass. <laughs> and then it goes on to say, adapter not included, but I will throw in a vintage scene magazine from April of 2013. It's a great read. Thanks for looking. The pedal itself is actually in good shape and works fine if interested. Minus unicorn mod, $25 or trade. How does he reverse the unicorn mod? He opens it up and lets it just lets it Oh, okay. Yeah. You open You're it, free. You open it up and like as soon as it starts to crack, like a rainbow light starts shooting out the sides. Oh my god! And then you open it and it's just a solid beam of white light and it blows the roof off your house. I feel like this unicorn mod might be something that Tyak would have been interested oh, totally. in owning. Oh. This episode is brought to us by Guinness Extra Stout. Yeah, we're drinking beer still. Okay, we don't have anything new to talk about. Should we jump straight into ads? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Part of me wants to restart over, but uh, 
What yeah, a, if you want to restart over? No. I can recreate everything I've done so far. Yeah, I know that you will. It's, it's not going to get any better than this. <laughs> It'll get a little better. It'll be more polished. Polished? Polished. Polish? I did not say Polish. <laughs> oh, oh man. You can tell this is the second episode of the night. I could go loopy. for a Polish sausage right now. Oh, my gosh. In Soviet know. Russia, pedals play you. <laughs> That's all I got. In Soviet Russia, pedal distort you. Well, the it's lo- a Sergei's gear garage. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely a Russian thing from St. Petersburg. So yeah, no, he, this is he's in, definitely in Russia. He's in, this Russia. Is in Russia. That's why only sh- thirty dollars shipping. Yeah, how can he ship these for thirty bucks from Russia, but it costs you sixty five <laughs> to send them to New Zealand? These pedals are. And that teddy bear are drug mules, is what's going on. Because because in Soviet Russia, pedals ship you. (laughs) Yeah, that teddy bear is just completely full Sergey will send you these pedals, but his friend, yeah, Ivan will meet you at the airport when they show up. You gotta hold on to the teddy bear, and Ivan will pick it up for for you. (laughs) This is just padding from Bucks. You give to me now. That's probably why it's $240. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking up videos of these pedals, and they're crazy. They have videos for these? Yeah, there's a couple of videos around on the YouTubes, and they're crazy. These things sound nuts and glitchy and kind of beautiful in the worst way possible. I almost wanted to pull the trigger on this just to, like, try some of these out. Ivan shows up, and they haven't arrived yet. Where Where is Bear? <laughs> I'm looking for Bear. <laughs> Sergey told me Bear was here. Oh, the pedals aren't arrived yet. There you lied a, to me. There's a shipping problem. I'll be back. I'll be back tonight. You have Bear. <laughs> like this guy shows up three times a day looking for his Bear. <laughs> it's just a nightmare scenario. This is why we lost the Cold War. Did we lose the Cold War? I don't remember. I just said that because I thought it would make a bunch of people I feel mad. Like, I feel like everyone lost the Cold War. We're going to do the pop culture ad We next. are going to do the pop culture oh, ad. Oh, Steve, oh. Steve is just itching and itching and scratching to do this. I am. Okay, you jump on it, man. Uh Oh, crap. I just closed it. Steve. Oh, I got to find it. Oh, oh, oh. Don't you know this ad is beautiful? All right, that's my One Direction reference. Good job, Steve. Uh, pop culture reference. Come on. There we go. One Direction acoustic guitar, purple, Zayn Malik, 1D, uh, $75. So this is one of those. Uh, here, I'll just read the description. Yeah, just read it, perfect, Steve. Perfect gift for the morning Zayn Malik. Sold out rare collector's item, not made anymore, and will never be made again. One Direction acoustic guitar, asking $75. In excellent condition, works well. No damage of any kind. No holes, scratches, scuffs, just a bit of wear on the small D string label. No box, nothing but the guitar and its strings and string labels. A rare, the One Direction first act acoustic guitar is designed and sized to be easy for beginners to pick up and use. This steel string acoustic guitar features One Direction band images as decoration. Made for great tone and comfort, this first act guitar is optimized for easy playability. Low string action improves the steel string acoustic guitar's ease of use for entry-level players. A patented string post keeps little fingers safe and makes the first act acoustic guitar more comfortable to play. This steel string acoustic guitar features a plastic build and an 18 fret neck. I didn't realize this guitar was made out of plastic. 
Stickers that come with this first set guitar can help teach string names. Okay. First act, one direction acoustic guitar. Design and size to be easy for beginners to strum right away. Are you reading it Features, again? No, I'm reading the last part. Okay. Uh, designed to be easy for beginners to strum right away. Features one direction band images as decorations on top. Great tone, comfort, and playability. Made from plastic. That's the, my favorite tone wood. Wood uh-huh. is plastic. Yep. Steel string acoustic guitar. Low string action. They kind of just... Did they just take all yeah, the... Okay, yeah, anyway. they kind of just reworded so all So one that. of the things... One of the reasons I put this on here is because... Did you take a close look at those tuners? Yeah, they're, I've, I've seen these on other like student model guitars lately... I have no idea what I'm looking at. Are you talking about our podcast, 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, minor breaking, reviewing, playing podcast? Um, yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. What's a pod? What? What's a podcasm? What you just had? <laughs> you just had a podcasm? Okay. Uh, what episode is this? 64? 64. We're getting up there, Steve. Drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> oh, man. Where is it? Where is it? There's the first one. This is crazy. Uh, who sent this to us? Co. Co sent this to us. Good old Co. Co is... Uh, some of you might get this reference. Co is kind of turning into our Drew Davenport. If you don't know what we're talking about, that's fine. It's probably better. It's probably better. Um, vintage Guitar Amp Collection. $8,500. And there's a picture here with just a wall of amplifiers. Yep. And I'm talking like kind of... There's a few recognizable things in here, but there's a lot of your kind of 50s, early 60s department store era kind of stuff looking in here. Yeah. Maybe some Gretschy sort of stuff, Silver Tony stuff, you know, all that kind of weird funkiness. Yeah. Uh, Ampeg stuff. Uh, there was, we have a list here of everything that's in here. I don't know if we should even try reading this, but we counted how many there are, right? How many were there? There are like 40, 41, 41 amplifiers in this collection. It says most of these amps require restoration and service. You must be prepared to service the equipment. So this is $8,500 for, for 41 amplifiers. That breaks down to $210. Each. $210 an amp. Sounds like some of them need some work. Yeah. I'm going to just kind of run through and kind of hit some of the highlights. So this will be like a kind of a things that I recognize. Sure. Uh, Ampeg R12R, which is the reverb rocket. Yeah. Um, there's a handful. There's four Gibson amps. Uh, GA5, uh, which is the Skylark. Yeah. Is one of them. Uh, the Saturn, the Explorer, the Guild, Field Coil. Guild Thunderstar, which I'm, I'm not sure if the Guild Thunderstar is the one I'm thinking of. That is like the Guild equivalent to like the Valco Supro. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the Thunderstar, though. It might be different. There's a Magnetone Magna in there. I'm nice. not sure which model that is, but Magnetone made some nice stuff. I mean, it's an 8-inch speaker, so it's got to be one of those little brown, vintage-looking ones, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a Music Man HD 150 head. There's a Polytone uh, 212. Uh-huh. Um, a Silvertone 464, which is a solid state. Silvertone 1471. Um, there was a Marshall in there. Oh, Marshall uh, 2204, which is the JCM 800, the 50-watt version. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. 
There's some unknown stuff. There's a Sun Model 200. Oh, nice. Which is a cool one. A Valco Oahu. I don't even know what that is. Another Magnetone. There's another Magnetone. Oh, it's a chassis only. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some there's some nice Ampeg stuff. The V4. Oh, the V4 is a cab. Um, the GT10. I'm trying to remember which one that is. It is just a grab bag of amplifiers. Yeah, yeah. Some of it, I'm, I'm sure some of the stuff works fine. Some of it needs uh, some repair. It sound, To me, that looks like a repair shop closing down and clearing out. Yeah, it basically sounds like... Like somebody who maybe bought like a bunch of broken stuff. Yeah. Think with the same intention because this ad is is even it says like this is ideal for, you know, someone who runs an electronics repair shop who wants to spend. I think they wanted like a thousand dollars to ship all this stuff. Oh, no kidding. Can you imagine shipping this? No, I can't. You got to stick it all in a big wooden... Can you imagine shipping this to New Zealand? Oh, my gosh. You got to stick it all in a big wooden crate, and it's going to go on the back of a semi-truck or something, you know? Yeah, it'd actually have to be shipped as freight. Yeah, there's just no way. Uh, There's no way. Can you imagine that showing up at your door? It says the amp collection came from the late, great Richard Camplin of Indigo Ranch. That doesn't mean anything to me, but maybe that means something to you Indigo Ranch sounds familiar to me. I don't know why. But can you... Imagine the scenario. You decide that you want all these amps. You have it shipped to your house. One day the doorbell rings. You go to your door. You sign the paper. There's a crate sitting in the street in front of your house. And all day long, all you're doing is cracking open that crate and your neighbors are watching you carry amp after amp after amp into your house. There's 41 amps. You're You're making at least... 20 trips out to the street and back. Some of these amps are pretty small. You might be able to carry three. You're not going to carry three amps. I can't carry three amps. You shouldn't. Well, I can. You shouldn't. You sh- one amp per hand, Steve. Yeah, and then you can put, if you got heads, you can put a head in each arm. Some of these amps are like old, like 60s yeah. solid state stuff. They only weigh like eight pounds. Let's say this. I'm not going to go with the three amps in hand plan. But if you've got a dolly, you could probably do three or four amps on a trip. But still, you're making all these trips yeah. back and forth through the street where there's this giant wooden like circus crate is <laughs> completely full of amplifiers. And your neighbors are just scratching their head like, what is this guy doing? Dude, plug them all in at once. All at once. Just blow your fuse box. If you've got the money to buy all this stuff... I would just, and I'm saying like, you just got the money sitting around and you didn't care. I would buy all of this stuff and take all of the combo amps uh-huh. and all of the heads that I can match to a cab, plug them all in at once. Oh my gosh. Like daisy chain, whatever I needed to do to plug Ugh. one guitar into all of them. You would need to build. turn them Turn them all up to 10 Oh my gosh. and have my own personal... Back to the future moment. You would need to build a custom splitter that went from one input to forty-one outputs. No way, dude. Just get a just get a bunch of Y splitters. Oh, uh, Steve, no. You're gonna split <laughs> Daisy Chain. You're gonna split that signal so thin that there's nothing left and it's just gonna be buzz. So basically people who are into steampunk just like glue a bunch of craft 
stuff onto things and little clock gears and pieces of metal with rivets in it. And you make it sound so dumb. It is so like you dumb. make it sound way it dumber is, than it really is. It's really so. Dumb. It's not just like they're gluing craft supplies. It's and so, there's like copper pipes. Yeah, and th- this you know, guitar is cla- like it, oddities from freak shows, sort of thing. This and, guitar it was originally made out of wood, and now it's like plated in rusted metal. Right. You know what? Two hundred fifty might be low on this, just because you could get a lot more for it in scrap. Only if it's copper. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of copper on this. That's like the that's like the gold of steampunk is copper. There's some bizarre <laughs> things. There's a ton of rivets on here. Yeah, there oh, is, that's gonna be comfortable to play. Hey guys, Ad Wizard, I mean. <laughs> hey guys, what up? Epi- what episode is this? What number am I thinking of right now? Sixty nine, dude. Oh my god! I like how you guys didn't even have to look at each other. You just did it. So it yes. is episode sixty nine. And then the plain black case with multiple pockets. Oh, you got to price cases per pocket. So we can't really price this unless we know how many. Exactly how many. Exactly how many pockets. And if there's pockets in the pockets, like smaller pockets, mm-hmm. we got to know pocket those. Pocket exception? Yeah, pocket Multiple exception. is at least two pockets. So assuming, let's just say like if there's two pockets, three pockets, or four pockets, uh, how much we would call this? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pocketception. Yeah. So, so I mean, what if there's like five pockets? Well, how much would you pay? Everyone knows the street rate for pockets is fifteen dollars for pockets. Fifteen dollars per per pocket. Per pocket. Per pocket. If it's its own pocket, a pocket inside of a pocket, that's a five dollar pocket. Five dollar pocket. Okay. Yeah. So, so five pockets. Everyone knows that it's five pockets is seventy five dollars. Okay. Yes, but what if the pockets, if three of those five pockets have pockets in them, yeah. then therefore those pockets then can add on $15 in pockets. That's $90 case. That's $90. Now, does the... <laughs> d- does the <laughs> I love that we're running with this. Does the, does <laughs> running the part with what? that the this guitar is- <laughs> go into, is that a pocket? Like, that's a giant pocket, right? Technically. That does not count as the pocket. Okay. That is the guitar case function. The pockets are for holding things. They're, the they're additional pockets. Accessories. Ex- yeah. But according to your sister, really the value of everything is based on how big it is. Exactly. So. My sister was in, was in here earlier looking at your guitars, and she was asking about the value, and she's like, well, that one's bigger, so it must cost more. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, no, that's incorrect. It's really, it comes down to the weight. Yeah. Exactly. Guitars are priced by the weight. They have, like, those, those really expensive guitars that sell for like tens of thousands of dollars they're very heavy yeah they're made so, with lead components yeah, yeah, so, very heavy. yeah so word up to it you know gibson has been chambering their stuff and increasing their prices that's why everyone's so pissed about it. yeah that's so backwards yeah lighter guitars and more money yeah that's it's why that's, insane that's why i paid 75 dollars for my duosonic yeah uh time <laughs> are you gonna sing the ad theme i just did Oh, that's the whole theme, huh? Yeah, that's all of it. <laughs> that's a nice song, Steve. He said if if we're going to do a a accent, I don't know if I can do Foghorn. No, well, can you do the space the the moon the moon voice the moon voice? Yeah, I guess I could do the moon voice for this. Let's see what happens. All right, guys, I'm currently thinking about selling. <laughs> Let's see if I can do this. I'm currently thinking about thinning my stable, but one thing is holding me back on a couple pieces of gear. My problem is I got such great deals on some of these guitars, I'm never able to replace them if I decide they're missing too much after they're gone. 
For example, I bought, repaired, and flipped a Kawaii S170, one of the hound dog tailor models for blues guys, last year. I sold it for five times what I paid, but now I miss it, and if I could find another, it would cost more than what I would want to pay. Now I'm looking at my Schecter Omen. It's one I'm thinking about letting go. I don't want to say exactly how much I have in it, but it rhymes with Schmerty Foo Haulers. I'm afraid if I let it go, I'll regret it and be mad at myself if I can't replace it. For a price that rhymes with less than B Cousin Ducks. I've got more that fall into the same category. Also, if I type this at traffic lights during my commute, so please excuse typos and wonky run-on sentences. I think that was the moon voice. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Close Who cares? Enough. I hope you guys got a laugh out of that. Yeah. I feel weird. A couple years ago, I went out to upstate New York to visit my mother. Immediately, my my, my mother, mother. My, <laughs> my mother and wife decided I have too much money and thought they should help me with that problem by taking my credit out for an afternoon spin. Left alone, I thought I hit the local Craigslist. This is a very small area, and literally there is maybe four postings a day to the instrument section. So I did what I always do. Started with the previous month. Watched those asking prices drop after 29 days. There I found it, a blob squatch photo of a guitar, or a guitar-shaped streak anyway. I get those in my underwear sometimes. <laughs> a guitar-shaped streak? That's that's unique, Steve. <laughs> you can make out a fenderish headstock, a maple neck, an unfinished body, and a black pit guard if you squinted just right. The description was poorly written but charmingly odd, honest. Charvel Shredder. I don't know what this is. My friend thinks it's a warmoth neck, maybe a Mexi body. Needs strings. $80 firm. Might be a Mexi body, my friend thinks. These are my favorite indicators of an easy negotiation. But you don't know for sure. Sorry, I can only give you half of that. It was early, but I thought I'd give the guy a call anyway. He was in Boonville, wherever the hell that was. I had 50 in my wallet. I'd grab some ATM on the way there. I followed his direction deep, deep, deep into the sticks. <laughs> always planning to stop at the next gas station for some cash. That gas station never came. And there I was at Bob's uh, cabin, maybe. Shanty. Favela. Bob yeah. What? Favela. Favela. <laughs> Bob met me in the yard to warn to warn uh, me of which dogs were killers and which ones were just curious. Bob was probably five foot two in several directions. <laughs> <laughs> he was very friendly as he showed me into his shanty, again warning me about the perilous stacks of pizza boxes, dishes, and dog-torn things. He did have several guitars in there and might have been a drum kit in there acting as a wardrobe. He offered me a can of beer from a 30 rack on the table. Fridge don't work, he said. I decline as I generally don't drink warm beer until 10 a.m. <laughs> anyway, he pulls out the guitar as high action, strings installed wrong because the bridge is missing a part, but I have an inkling that I know what this guitar is. I'm 90% sure it's an early 80s Sherville, and I'm 85% sure it was pre-production. Bob, I said, we have two problems. I only have a $50 bill. And this guitar may be worth significantly more than the asking price. All that Bob heard was $50 bill. Oh yeah, 50 would be great. I repeated the significantly more part with some leaning to significantly more than your home, perhaps. <laughs> but I caught a glimpse of the 30 rack and noticed it and Bob were too short of a six pack. 
I handed him the Chris 50 and he folded it twice and buttoned it into the shirt pocket under the patch that said Dave. Why do you have a Dave shirt if your name's Bob? <laughs> maybe Dave is uh, his middle name. Bob Dave. Or maybe Dave is the name of the guy who used to live there until Bob killed him. Okay. Uh, and he thanked me graciously several times and said that he thought he was never going to sell it. Uh, as he was ushering me back to the flock of talks uh, that had been waiting for me, I said one last time, Bob, this guitar might be worth several thousand dollars. He was unfazed. If there's an ATM nearby, he rambled off several places where there used to be one, but that was it. Pulled out of his driveway and headed down the road, and as soon as his house disappeared from view, uh, from the view, I whooped and screamed for 20 seconds, punching the wheel victoriously. <laughs> I have definitely done that on a handful of oh, occasions. Totally. Uh, I felt like I had robbed a bank and seduced a supermodel at the same time. <laughs> Uh, I got back to my mother's, did some quick research, took a few pics, and sent them to a collector I know who has fifty uh, has U.S. Uh, fifty plus Charvels. Uh, and that night he offered me thirty five hundred dollars for the guitar, seven hundred times profit in a single day. She's Louise. What I want to know is if his wife and his mom did more damage on the credit while he was <laughs> while he was gone. Like, how, what was the over under on the whole day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. A gang. Oh my gosh. In Norman, Oklahoma. Shows up to youth group. Like 40 deep. 40 people. Is that how many people are in a gang? I don't know. I think a gang is... is I, I was about to say something really inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> how many people do Very you need? Very controversial. How Never many, mind. How many people do you need for a gang? Uh, it depends on the color of your skin. What? <laughs> According to the cops. Oh my gosh. My my point is, is some random group yeah. on Craigslist. 40 white kids is a group. When I say gang, like... Four I'm, black kids when is I a gang. Say, oh my god. Oh, okay. All right. When I say gang, I'm not trying to imply anything. I'm just saying like a group of kids up to no good, regardless of... If they're making trouble in your neighborhood? creed or color, um, show up to this thing... For the because oh man it's six hundred dollars worth of stuff let's put this back on Craigslist and buy six hundred dollars worth of weed and then split it all up amongst the the whole of us. How far can you split six hundred dollars worth of weed? I don't know. I don't know how I much don't know weed, weed is. prices and I don't actually know dis distribution of use. Like if you <laughs> say that you've got a few ounces of weed, I don't know how many uh, servings of weed that is. Not a fan of Weezer's hash pipe? I'm not a fan of Weezer in general. Okay, well, that's fair. I just We just lost half our listeners when I said that. No one ever talks about Weezer in our group. Bye-bye, listeners. Bye-bye, people who love Weezer. I'm sorry that I pushed you hey, away. Hey, I like Weezer. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> love Weezer. Right. But I, I don't have any interest in them. Okay. I like that song, Saint Ain't So. Right. This is just a weird ad. It feels shady. It feels like... What's wrong with a lot of what churches do? Sure. Um, I agree. As, as Christians, it makes us feel icky. Yeah, it's it's weird. Again, like, if this was something that was done in within the group. Sure. Like, hey, guys, oh, you want to go? So, you know, you promote it in the group, and then one of the kids goes to all his friends like, yeah, I'm trying to win this guitar. Like, you yeah. guys want to help me out? Like, okay, like, whatever. Like, you want to incentivize that stuff? 
I think the level of incentivization you give kids is a little different. I mean, you know, uh, we incentivize a lot of things for kids. I mean, how many parents uh-huh. have bribed their kids with dessert to, you know, have them make their bed or whatever? Sure, sure. Um, but when it gets into like I, I think of Craigslist as an adult territory. Yeah, and whenever like, the kids aren't. You know, very few kids are like, okay, I'm going to meet this stranger at a 7-Eleven exactly. parking lot and do a transaction over hundreds of dollars. Whenever I've sold something to a kid, there's been a parent. There, there. has been a parent present. Yeah. Um, whenever I have, I mean, there have been a few occasions where I've sold stuff to people and they've been like, yeah, I'm buying this for my kid. Right. Or my kid saw this on Craigslist and was like, dad, go buy this for me. Craigslist is a weird place to market to kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like kids are, it probably gets you on some kind of government list. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So maybe things are a little different in Norman, Oklahoma. I don't know. Apparently both Matt Walls and Jimmy Jr. live in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh Uh-huh. But... This is just sketchy. Yeah, super sketch. Like, and it's just, it's just got a bad vibe. I will say, I do think it's humorous that Little Axe Baptist Church is giving away an axe, a squire. <laughs> They're giving away a little axe at yeah. Little Axe Baptist Church. But you know, this this rig is interesting. There's obviously been some modifications done to this guitar. I don't think that's stock. It's a pretty guitar, that really nice daffing blue. Uh, Is there a Squire tube amp that has a 10-inch speaker? Do you that's know? That's not Squire. It's a crate amp. Or Sorry, I meant crate. I, I don't know. That, just that not... amp is weird looking to me. I'm not sure what's going on with it. It's been modified to have a different speaker, apparently. It's been modified for studio use. I have a feeling what's going on here is that someone within the church was like, had like a really nice homes recording setup, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not really using this. I'm going to donate it to the youth group." You know what and this, this is? is? This is the outcome of mm. that donation. I think this is a crate RFX series. What is that? It's solid state. Sure, of course. Uh, and somebody maybe an RFX thirty. All right, I think that has a ten inch speaker. It looks really deep, like a bass amp. It looks, it looks like a cube. I think that's just the camera angle. Okay. Um, but it looks like it has gold trim. Huh. And that's RFX. That's the RFX series. Interesting. Um, but, I mean, it's probably a, it's probably a work serviceable amp. I mean, for, con- for contest guitars, you could do a lot worse than this. Package. For sure. Yeah. For sure. This isn't... I don't know... They describe this as being a Fender... Or rather, a Squire Deluxe. I'm, I don't know anything about a Squire Deluxe series. I'm not familiar with that. But I know the the standard series is a decent guitar. Sure. I am always squeamish. And Deluxe has to be better than standard, right? Right. I'm always squeamish about the affinities. They're really hit or miss. The bullets are hit or miss. Yeah. But once you hit the standard series, like you're usually... I would say you hit more than you miss. Sure. Once you get out of like strat pack territory, right? You're probably doing all right with squires, like mm-hmm. the like the stuff that Guitar Center tries to sell for a hundred bucks. That's not the good stuff. Sure, the stuff that's like oh a three hundred dollar squire, that's it's gonna be decent. It's gonna be a playing sure. guitar. Well, three hundred dollars. That I mean, that's still probably MSRP. Yeah, totally. Probably one eighty or one eighty off the shelf or something. Sure, sure. They'll be players. They won't be a professional level instrument, but they'll be players. Yeah. 
for, for sure. sure. It'll be fun guitar. Word. Yeah. Word up, homies. Do you want to move on? Let's move on. Let's move on to the next ad. I think this ad is from Duke Lukem. You think so? I believe that is what... Or No, just kidding. It's not. <laughs> it's it's from, from Kyle Smith. Do we need a name for Kyle Smith? We probably do. Uh, uh, Squire... Oh my no! What what what? I Let's wanna, think of something. Kyle, send us some ideas for I what want, you want it to be. I want to stay within like a medieval theme. A medieval theme. Yeah. For, I feel like Squire is kind of a dick move name to give somebody because Squire is such. I was like just trying a, to rhyme with Kyle. I know. Squire Kyle. Kyle Kyle Squire. It kind of feels the same on my know. on my tongue. I don't like it. Kyle Smith. Uh, what uh how about baron von smith baron von smith the baron of ads i think kyle is the founder of offset guitars yeah i think so which is like a huge fate well they're bigger than us yeah facebook group lots of people there uh are their their group is bigger than our group their podcast does not have nearly as many listeners as us do they have a podcast no mojo is totally miserable how do you measure mojo uh, by Jack White units, JWUs, JWUs. That's gonna become a thing from now on for us. Oh, yeah, what's yeah. a JWUs well, on this? I've got a. I've, I, you know, we didn't talk about it in the new stuff because I haven't had enough experience with it yet. But I've got that TC Electronics Hall of Fame right now. I guess it's about twenty JWUs. Really? What's a what's a high point on a JWU? Uh, well, you know that what's J- a range? We dropped that JJS Twin Twelve episode of video about a week and a half ago uh-huh. and that thing is probably about a hundred JWUs. Okay. What I mean the- that's some serious mojo. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I hope this becomes a thing. <laughs> episode is sponsored by Matthews Effects, makers of these pedals. The Cartographer. Combining science, aesthetics, and technique to map out a vast array of tones and styles, the Cartographer gives you the tools to write your own story. With a wide range of tones available through the gain control, go from a completely transparent clean boost, perfect for electric, acoustic, or bass, to a snarling overdrive that can be dynamically changed and shaped through the EQ control. From jazz to blues to rock to acoustic, this pedal will be the most dynamic tool on your pedal board. The Whaler, an original Matthew Effects fuzz circuit, is great for guitar or bass. It can take you from torn worlds of Velcro to warm dark chasms of fuzzes of old. Its dynamic tone controls will allow you to create unique and original sounds that help set you apart in the mix. The conductor will make sure your tremolo sound is always on time. With onboard tap, external tap, five tap divisions, five waveforms, gain, tone, and depth, you're not going to find a tremolo with more going on in such a small package. Its sleek size and design is perfect for those who want a lot of tremolo options, but not lose a lot of board space. If you're wanting a tap-controlled tremolo with tons of features and options, the conductor is everything you're looking for. And last, but definitely not least... The Architect Overdrive gives you the blueprints to better tone and clarity. Use the simple controls and layout to fully harness your tone and stand out both sonically and visually in a sea of conformity. The Architect can go from a clean boost to a thick overdrive and is perfect for rhythm or leads. 
You can learn more at www.matthewseffects.com. Nice. Very nice. That, uh, the uh, the conductor, that sounds wild, man. Yeah. I, it's like a single-spaced box, there's too. A, it's great. There's a lot of fancy tap tremolos out there now, but none of them are small. No. Like, they're all big boys, and it sounds like it's got all kinds of ins and outs and little controls and stuff. And uh, those freaking whaler fuzzes, man. Uh, Kenny on the Facebook group posted, like, a, a little home demo of his. Yeah. That thing sounds nuts. Yeah. Like, just just a destroy machine, you know? That thing sounds great. Yep. So, yeah, Matthew's effects. We'll talk about them more at the end of the episode. For sure. Thanks for the sponsorship, guys. Super stoked. Uh, should we do the intro to the show? Let's do the intro to the show. Oh, hey, guys. This is Ryan. And this is Steve. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast? You don't sound so sure, Steve. I thought we were doing the song after the sponsorship. <laughs> what? That's what we usually do? Oh, yeah, the intro song. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know what? Uh, you already know this because you're listening to the episode. I'll play the intro song and then it'll fade into the ad. There we go. That'll be perfect, right? Excellent. <laughs> uh, so what's new? Uh, nothing. Do I have something? There new? is something new. I wrote it on my notes, and you didn't write it on your I notes. I probably did. I just didn't really. What's whatever. new is that we have a new ten dollar pledger. Oh yes, that we do. A new member of this secret inner circle group, where people get to hang out. And uh, kind of tell us what to do, and we feel compelled to do it because they're giving us a good amount of money. Uh, so Adam, <laughs> Adam Dolhanek is a new member of that group, and so he got his uh, official band hammer in the mail this week. Mm-hmm. So watch your. Uh, I thought we weren't giving band oh, hammers yeah, out we're anymore. Not. Yeah, that was a unless he was the last one. That's you know he has an honorary one. If someone else drops out, then we'll put him into the fold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, he sent us 10 bucks. He's in the inner circle. If you want to pledge to us, you don't have to do 10 bucks. You could do $1. You could do $2. You could even do $17. Wow. You can kind of set what you want to do. But we have uh, different reward levels set up. And at the $5 level, things start to get interesting because basically when we start to make merch, which we're going to start doing soon, I contacted... Uh, my old uh, my old friend in the t-shirt industry this last week and got a price quote for t-shirt printing. Is his name Haynes by any chance? Nope. His name is Victor. Oh, not Victor Gilden? Nope. <laughs> and not Victor Fruit of the Loom either. <laughs> Vic- Victor American Apparel? <laughs> no, not Victor American Apparel. Uh, so anyways, that is going to be something coming down the pipe soon. Uh, so if you're at the $5 level, you're just going to automatically get a t-shirt. And if you're at the $10 level, you're going to get a t-shirt and you're going to get that extra special group where you get to be part of the democracy of the, of the podcast. Yeah. And we'll be selling these shirts to you non-subscribers as well. Uh-huh. So we are still working out the details on that. Yeah. We're not sure what the price is going to be. If you have an opinion, jump on the Facebook group or email us and tell us uh, what you would be comfortable paying. I'm kind of thinking somewhere in between 15 and 20. Yeah. Like 1742, something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cuz we got to we got to cover the cost of printing these things and we got to cover the cost of shipping, which I imagine is going to be like 3 or 4 bucks per shirt. 
Something like that. And then uh, we got to make a little bit on the side to make it worth it. Well, not just to make it worth it, but to to pay for shirts that maybe don't sell, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Odd and, sizes and whatnot. You know, the more shirts we sell, the more shirts we can make later on. Exactly. They, it's kind of a self-fueling merch. Anyway, now that you know the dirty details of the, the, of the fashion industry, <laughs> here's a crazy ad. Yeah, let's get into ads. We're going to try to do some quicker episodes just because uh, we're recording three episodes in one night. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Double-sided guitar, four-string, short-scale bass, six-string lead. Busui SLE. I guess that's the brand, Busui. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, so basically, this is a... Well, how would you describe the shape? It's kind of like the Ibanez um, Xiphos, I think it's Yeah, called. it's it's a variation of an Explorer or a Star guitar. Yeah. This thing's really small, too. If, yeah. if it, You probably can't see it in the little pictures here, but there's a guy holding it in one shot, and it's like, I think it might actually be smaller than a regular guitar. It definitely looks smaller than a regular guitar. Um, the thing that's nuts about this, and uh, did you say who sent this? Uh, Jody from Coast Sonic sent us. Yeah, he was a guest on the show back in the winter. Yeah. And, uh, for, you know, friend of the show, he runs a great shop. If you're looking to buy boutique pedals, uh, go visit Coast Sonic because they got them all. Yep. Uh, this thing is crazy because it's a. Uh, it's a bass and a guitar, but it's not a double neck. It's a single neck. Yeah. Uh, the guitar is w on one side of the neck. The bass is on the other side of the neck. And the same thing for the whole rest of the guitar. So you have pickups on each side and bridges on each side and strings on each side and tuners on each side and controls on each side. It's... It's completely bananas. Yeah, this guy's only asking $150. I, I, it sold on August 2nd, so somebody bought this. Uh, the more I look at it, the more I just really want to play this. I want to know what's going on. I don't necessarily want to pay $150 for it, but I want to. I, I, I can't understand where you put your thumb. This has got to rip your hand to pieces. That's what I'm saying. Like, you run, you're rubbing your hand up and down the neck. There's not wood on the back of the neck. There's a whole other set of strings. This is ridiculous. You know, so I just, I thought about this. You could design, I think you could do this design with two necks put back to back where you could actually like fit your thumb in between the necks possibly. Yeah, that would be better. Uh, but then... It's not the sort of thing like with a double neck where you can switch between them while playing. You have to take this guitar off its strap, flip it over, put it back on the strap. You might need to switch into another jack for this to work. Yeah, I think you'd have to switch jacks. Well, you don't have to do any of that stuff. <laughs> you, you don't can, have to do it. You, you don't even have to play this guitar. You could be playing like the guitar side and strumming along and then turn the bass side up and just underside finger tap oh my gosh this thing is a bad idea get this bass amp and you'll be so cool that chicks will finally dig you who needs talent when you can just blow the people what the heck <laughs> hold on no I'm having some issues because I have the brightness turned down on my phone and oh, I okay. legitimately can't read uh, this oh there we go 
sort of. It's also, I have a tiny phone. Uh, when you can just blow the people who think that your playing sucks right out of the room. Oh, there it is. You can blow them right out of the room with 150 watts of raw spine-crushing power. Why, quote, read P or N when you can rattle your peanuts with this baby? I don't. And why read P or N? Porn. Oh, is that what that's supposed yeah. to be? Yeah. That's, P or N. Oh my god. So you take out the spaces and it spells porn. Plus, buy my 150 watt PV base amp with 15 inch Black Widow Speaker. And Speaker. Speaker. <laughs> speaker and built in course, and I'll give you two free bass lessons. Free is in quotations here. Uh, okay, whatever. First lesson uh, don't buy this, this amp from this guy. <laughs> then you can do shows. Playing in rat-infested dives. I can't wait to do a show. Get free beer. People will throw bottles at your head. Hot women will be all over you. You'll catch lobster... Oh, lobsters. crabs. Crab? Yeah. Is there... I don't understand. I think he's, Oh, there we go. There's some kind of... Uh, yeah, here... I, swear word that he's trying to indicate, I think. Because uh, there's like three right. uh, three stars. Yeah, it's, it's a footnote. I'll read the footnote in a second. Oh, okay. oh here we go. I'll just read it right now. Note, now I'm sure you're wondering, what the hell does he mean by lobsters? Well, I did want to use another more commonly used term referring to parasitic insects inhabiting the human genital area that was significantly more humorous than lobsters, but that was forcibly removed by request from Kihihi due to the apparent proliferation of overly impressionable five-year-olds that peruse the musical instrument section here. So, if this upsets you as much as it has me, feel free to remind Kihihihi that we are supposed to be living in a democracy, free speech, yada yada. Now then, back to our regularly scheduled program. Apparently Canadian... Uh, I didn't know they had... Apparently Canada's Craigslist has uh, some strong censorship. You know, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, phones aren't... I don't know. Really, we should... Instead of trying to do all these extravagant things with our funding, we should just be buying iPads. <laughs> do you rock? I want to rock. Uh, do you like to rock? Um, sometimes I rock. Bro, do you have a pet rock? I... And was not born in the 70s, so okay. I do not have a pet rock. Have you been living under a rock? Possibly. Are you a rock? Is there a difference between rocks and robots? Yes. Then no, I'm not a rock. Mm. Okay. Well, this is an advertisement for an orange OR-15 head. Bro, do you even rock is like the title? you threw in the dash there. Uh-huh. Oh, is, is that normal? Well, it doesn't have the dash on the amp, does it? It just says OR15. Uh, if you answered yes to any of the above questions, then you need this amp. No pet rock collection or homemade under a rock is complete without it. I'm pretty sure the R in OR15 stands for rocks. The O probably stands for orange because that's so original. This amp is tons of fun and the FX loop works and sounds great. Unlike the FX loop on cough, a Dr. Z Maz 18-38 or slash 38 cough. Do you like a, do you like gain? This amp has gain. Take it with you to the gym and watch your workout gains go off the charts. Do you like clean? You should probably buy a Fender Twin. This amp does cleanish. Roll back on the guitar volume, and it'll clean up about as much as a child cleans up his or her uh, room. But 
as oh buy it as a present for your favorite pet rock that lives under a rock then keep it for yourself uh, so some creative uh, creative ad writing on this reverb ad yeah. for this it's in an orange 15 uh, orange is like a British circuit right kind of sounds is. like a voxy sort of I gritty midi range Chinese. So I can't speak for this, the OR15 and the sounds it makes specifically, but orange is like the classic Sabbath sound. Interesting. Silence. Yeah, I got confused by the time for a second. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. So anyway, um, I looked at, so they're asking, uh, I think, four ninety nine for this. Uh-huh. Four, 425 plus shipping, so 475 I actually do not know anything about orange uh, amps. This is an okay price. It's not like a steal, but uh-huh. it's not a bad price. This is pretty like run in the mill for this amp. Um, I'm. It's probably great. I know a lot of people have been loving the Tiny Terror series, uh-huh. which is like the probably the series below this. And the the amp that I've actually been seeing Orange get a lot of of uh, I say press, but really what I mean is like is people talking about it. Uh huh. Is real people. Real people. Is the Micro Terror. Yeah. Which is their little, like, 20-watt hybrid amp. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's a tube preamp and a solid-state power amp. Uh, and it's, like... So, it's it's kind of like the Vox valve state stuff. Or, Vo- not Vox. Uh, Marshall valve state stuff from back in the day. Um, But, you know, or, like I said, Orange is a very... Uh, it, it's kind of a specific sound. A lot of guys like them for, like... Because they break up early. Definitely... You know, I hear people all the time say, like, they don't clean up at all. Right. Or if they do clean up, like, they clean up in a way that um, is very specific that you really have to, like, work to dial in. So it's a, it's it's its own sound. It's a specific thing. You get this not to be in every amp. You get this to be a specific amp. Yeah. Well, the guy the guy sounds really enthusiastic about it. The, the, uh, the copy on the ad is really what, what drew us to this thing. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if the price is fair or not. It seems fair. That seems like a fair price for a uh, a working amp, mm-hmm. a working tube amp. Four hundred twenty five bucks for fifty bucks shipping. Is that how much it costs to ship an amp head? I have no idea. That might just be covering all the bases. I guess yeah. maybe if you overpack one. I think I shipped my Hot Rod Deluxe like ten years ago for le- for like forty bucks, and that's a full on combo. Uh huh. Um. But, you know, I, I, so I, I don't know if that's fair shipping. Well, I don't have anything else to say about this. Should we I move on? I, liked, I actually thought this was like a pretty good write-up. I, it was funny. Yeah, it's fun. uh, yeah that's, then, a, that's a good example. But of, then I, I have to wonder if the guy was like, uh, was like trying to be hilarious or what. It's a, good, it's a good example of someone being silly without being stupid, you know? Because there's been some stupid ones that we've read. Like, it was entertaining. I enjoyed reading it. Should we move on to the next ad? Yeah, let's move on to the next ad. I don't remember who sent this one or posted it. But it was a couple weeks ago. And it is ridiculous because it comes with a, a reply. Did I include the screen grab of the reply? I don't think so. Oh, shoot. That sucks. Because that's what I wanted to get. You know, let me pause. Real- oh, you know what? Here it is. I found it. It's the second. So the second one is the reply. I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There's a regards one. Okay. So let's read the first one. 
Crate amp, digital guitar type with manual, 150 bucks in Harrisonburg. So whoever lives in Harrisonburg, that's who sent it to us. Price is firm and no horny dudes. This is my daughter. It has a picture of a girl like leaning over the amp, like in the grass somewhere. Yeah. With It's very clear that the intention of the photo is that you can look down her shirt. Right. Uh, each of the three photos posted, you can look down her shirt. Like it's like she's straining so that you can see down her shirt, like right. see her cleavage. And it's like, so this guy posted this ad with pictures of his daughter, and he's like, "No horny dudes." Yeah, it's so like, he, what are you trying to accomplish with this ad here, buddy? So here is the reply, and this is this is interesting because this ha- used to happen a lot on our local Craigslist, and then it seemed like it just dried up. I think it was all just one dude where people used to reply to ads publicly and be like, regarding this ad, like, oh d- yeah, don't yeah. buy from this guy or this guy is a tool or like, why do you keep reposting this? We're all sick of it. I have seen a few of those lately, but I think. Now that Craigslist has broken into like owners and dealers, uh-huh. like an owner section and a dealer section for private sales versus right, right dealers. I don't know how many times I'm going to say dealers. People um, aren't so upset about the dealers anymore. Yeah, people just uh, don't. People just go on the private sales side, and and you just don't see it as much. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read the reply? <laughs> I guess. No horny, no horny dudes. This is my daughter. Seriously, why would you post a post bird's eye shots of your daughter's tits on the amp and pedal if you're not trying to attract horny dudes? Second, what the hell kind of desperate father are you to post pics of your daughter like that? Okay, on a serious note, you've had that amp listed on here for three years. We're getting tired of checking out your daughter's tube sock tits. Do us all a favor. And post some updated pics with her ass promoting the amp. Oh my gosh. Jeez Louise. I... <laughs> of course, this reply is over the top. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm just going to put myself out there and say that I'm not into body shaming. No. You know, I'm not going to... I, I, I chuckled when I read the phrase tube sock tits. Yeah. But I'm not into like shaming people for their body. But this is... The ad is completely ridiculous. Right. You can't, I mean, on it, like, this is, what this picture kind of reminds me of is, like, the MySpace angle. Are uh-huh. you familiar with the MySpace angle? Yeah, yeah. Where so people, it's where, this. Yeah, where girls would hold up the camera yeah, way the above camera their head. way above your head because nobody looks bad from the MySpace angle. Like, every, in right. terms of, like, everyone looks thin from the, from the MySpace angle. Well, it's because you're getting all forehead, you're getting big eyes, and then everything below that, it's everything is really small. So it's like you've exaggerated your features to look like an anime character. Yeah. So and I, then, and then below that is just, if your girl is just cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, from that, from that perspective, like, you know, this is, I'd say like, this is a, at least an average to above average looking girl. Yeah. She you knows she looks like, a, she looks attractive. And I feel like maybe part of this guy's response is more like, Okay, like we've been seeing this ad for three years. Yeah, knock it off. I'm just going to be insulting now in hopes that like I can hurt this guy's feelings enough, right? That he stops posting this. Um, it's a little, it's a little extreme for you know a site that is free. Yeah, I'd never write it. Yeah, but it's it is also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is true. Like, 
why would you post? Yeah. Like, that's your daughter, dude. Why, why did you take those weird pictures? I already. Let's do ads. This is the ad song. I'm singing the song about this is, ads. This is a bad song. This, this is the ad song. <laughs> this is a rad song. It's the ad song. I know you're a glad song. This is how's this new microphone helping my singing? Does it sound like super smooth? We're, this is gonna be the longest waste of time episode we've made. Uh, I'm I'm actually working on a new project. I'm backing up the entire internet on DVD. Um, so uh, I mean things are going pretty good, but it gets a little murky sometimes. Anyway, uh, um, if anybody's interested in helping me, I've got a, an entire iPod with uh, only Kyle Smithing picks on it, and I'm willing to trade that for a little bit of time in the backup studio. Watch Josh Scott's uh, you know, social media feed. If you see him playing a new coward, then you know that Doug <laughs> is the one responsible for this uh, poop and blood smeared pillow. You think there's poop on this too? You know, it's hard to tell and that's why I'm not willing to discount it. Oh, okay. I mean, is that blood? Is it poop? Is it both? It could be. You know, it could just be, you know, you know, the, the a, uh, a scenario I proposed in the original post was that as far as we know, this was a pillow that is used in a pillow fight and someone was drinking a chocolate milkshake. Right. Chances are it's blood and poop, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, there is a chance that this pillow was used in a pillow fight where someone was drinking a chocolate milkshake, and while the guy was drinking a chocolate milkshake, the guy who was actually holding the pillow held the pillow up and punched through it and broke the dude's nose, and the no yeah. guy's nose bled all over the pillow. Right, and then he fell on the ground and then died and then shooted diarrhea all over it. <laughs> As people are shooted, yeah, shot diarrhea all over it. No, shooted, yeah, shooted diarrhea all over it out of his butthole. Uh, as people are prone to do when they die. I'm going to put that in if, our next marketing if learned, pitch. If I've learned anything from South Park, people shooted diarrhea out of their butthole when they die. Believe we all want full stack, Steve. Full stack. <laughs> That's your new nickname, full stack, oh Steve. Oh my gosh, this sounds like a this sounds like a new item at IHOP. This is a Boss TS9. It's been repainted. You mean an Ibanez TS9? Wow! <laughs> Rainbows a, and explosions. He's in our book of radical dudes. Rad. <laughs> so rad. He's and gnarly. He's hoping to escape. And tubular. <laughs> totally tu tubular. Hand blown tubular. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> We're not going to talk about hand-blown tubular on the show. That's that's a uh, that's Facebook group only. <laughs> Whoa! You mean this is episode ninety-nine? Ninety-nine, dudes! Countdown to one hundred. <laughs> Here we go. We've only got one more number to go. It's our big uh, November countdown to one hundred. Um, uh, this episode is going to be airing in December, isn't it? Uh, possibly. I can't remember. I know we're going to be recording the hundredth episode on December fourth. Yes. So probably not. It's going to air in November. Nope, you're wrong. Oh, this I'm wrong. Episode is going to air on December seventh. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyways, uh, I can't believe we've made it to this point. Uh, no. We're recording in the room that we originally started recording our first episodes in. One. Hundred. Uh, we joked about getting to the hundredth episode at some point, 
and that seemed like impossible. But here we are, basically two years later, 